0: Yo, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fertilations. Um, I'm sure you guys can see on the visual. I hope you're watching on YouTube first because that's where we're going to post it first. We are back where it all started and I've rebranded, I think, once since then. And this is probably the third rebrand. And today we have with me uh, Mr. Regan Rice. Mr. Regan Nice. It's a pleasure. Yes. Um, Regan is no stranger. Regan is probably going to be the co-host of this podcast from now on. We're probably going to have to come up with a new name. Um, but uh, what do you think of his name? Regulations really? for its raw podcast weekly. Regulations. I think it should be regulations. Regulations. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. Try again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go. Again. I tried. I was like, um, "Fatty and nice" or "Regan Regan Night." No, no, no. But we'll get back to you guys. We'll get back we'll to get you some of this. Yeah. So um, one thing that I I heard you say one time was um, that I really am curious about, like as an individual, was um, climate change. Um, I believe you said it was like some sort of uh, scam, <laughs> I think. Oh, this is getting controversial. It okay.
1: is. Yeah, climate change for me has been a fucking weird one because it's like there's so much crap online that says, yeah, climate change is happening, climate change is happening, it's affecting us. But at the same time as people are talking about climate change and saying that scientists are proving climate change exists. Why is everybody being pushed away from the beachfront and at the same time the ultra-wealthy Blackrock, the companies that hold the most real estate, are buying up the beachfront property? Doesn't that seem a little bit odd to you?
0: Yeah, well everything in this world is a little bit odd, right? But you can't like, ignore... Do you think there's no essence of truth to it, like even a little bit? I think there is a little bit of essence
1: of truth to it. I think we do have a little bit more of an impact on this planet than we should. But at the same time, I think it is also being used as a bit of a smokescreen
0: to hide a ulterior motive. Of course, of course, as always. Um, in terms of, do you not kind of understand it though, as, a, as an entrepreneur, like, you, like you, your mind, right? Do you not kind of understand the marketing behind stuff like that? Like, or do you believe in like transparency 24 seven? That's a tricky one because I do understand from
1: an entrepreneur perspective, but at the same time, a, a system or a company gets to a point where it's no its purpose is no longer to serve the people, but rather to become bigger and bigger. And when a company gets too big, at like for example a real estate company, if they get so big that their purpose is just to buy up more property, then they're gonna be, end up being pretty shitty landlords. Like people can rent houses from them, but then they're not gonna do a good job of being landlords. So then it just becomes a giant system instead of something that is meant to serve the people, you know? So I think systems like
0: that should be more transparent. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get what you are saying about that. For me personally, like, I told you about the guy that I was speaking to that makes like 2.5 million only fans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I know you're very money orientated Mm -hmm. as an individual and I'm kind of curious as to how far you'll go to get the bag like that because I was taught to get it by any means. But I think when it gets to the OnlyFans area of things, I'm going too far down the rabbit hole. If that makes sense. Mm. And I, it's personally not for me, but I can never say never. But right now, the, when I think about it, it's like and, and in terms of like if I wanted a girl or a wife to marry and have kids with and have a family with, and um, first of all, she can't be an OnlyFans. Let's just start there. Mm. And. Um, I don't know how much I would, be, I would be being fair if I'm an OnlyFans and she's not. And I'm like, no, but we're different. Which is true. It's, yeah. it's kind of true, but I wouldn't want that to happen. So for you, how far is too
1: far? Too far for me gets to the point where I'm not serving the people anymore. Because you have to add value in order to get money. So if I'm getting to the point where I'm fucking people up with what I'm doing just to profit myself, that's where I've stepped the line. So okay. I'd say with... OnlyFans, for example It's gonna first of all fuck people up that are watching the content because they're not getting any sort of value from us And at the same time, it's gonna affect me hugely later in life because like you said with when you eventually want to settle down with a woman You don't want your past life to be gnawing at you the whole time mm. And that's what
0: I was thinking as well, right? It's like it's um, It's it's not adding value into the way I want to be remembered in the world no matter how much money I'm making And um, it gets to the point where you kind of realize that uh, certain certain uh, niches will never go anywhere. They've been around since the beginning of time. And this guy was telling me that his only fans, his customer base is men. Right? Men are just easier. Jeez. Just yeah, he had to get used to it. but Men are more are more uh, slaves to sexual urges more than women. Yeah. And there is a market for it, and the market will never go anywhere. I'm sure everybody has a story. I know someone that's been scammed online trying to fucking meet someone nearby who's gonna fuck them. And those type of systems will yes. never go anywhere. Even Andrew Tate as an individual, right, Um, who we look up to a lot, I know I do, and he started off doing some stuff like that, um, basically selling the fantasy, Mm. right? And that's how I think of it, it's like it's a a business, and anybody that does it is not necessarily like, I'm looking down upon you, I understand it, and I respect the craft, but if it's it's not for me, it's not for me. Mm. And um, I do, the the scary part is that I do see aspects of it being for me, and it's just very more, and I'm very blessed, and very lucky to to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That I, I could never go down that route in terms of just, like, selling myself, basically. But it's not that deep, like, I don't know what your thoughts are on OnlyFans Girls. Like, like I've thought about, like, for example, Tristan Tate, right? Is, uh, I've thought about, like, he manages OnlyFans Girls. And the, the one the one thing that stuck with me, one of Tristan Tate's stories, was his dad was very broke and they were out having dinner. And the bull came and he gave his last little bit of money as a tip to the waiter. And the dad, and Tristan asked the dad, like, Dad, why the fuck do you do that? We have no money. And it's like, Tristan, I don't mind being poor, but I absolutely refuse to have no clothes. Mm. So I know he's got his hair on right. And, you know, I know what he's doing is just, there's a, there's a market for it, but right? sometimes someone, you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped. Yeah. And someone else is going to fill it if it's not you. Do you know what I mean? So if you, if you could, would you? Oh, that's a tricky one.
1: I think my opinions have changed on that quite a lot because when I was a little bit younger I was interested in getting into the porn industry, mm-hmm. uh, male porn stuff. I still am, but anyway. I what's What's my name going to be? Hurricane Fetty. Hurricane Fetty, I like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a tricky one because it's like, is that really what you want to be remembered for? Because mm. as men, it is all about building a legacy for us, so if you want to be if, I mean I get it, there's a market for it, there's money to be made in it, but how far do you want to go to make money? Just like you were telling about Tristan's dad, in the end you just want legacy and you want class. Yeah. So it really depends on the individual I guess, mm. but it's not for me.
0: And something I've learned is the best things in life are free and um, I think it takes a uh, I say I've done this I think it takes a little bit of money for you to realise that because someone had lots of money and actually said that and I was like that's so true like uh, dignity, confidence, faith uh, integrity, mm-hmm. class all those things are free and um, as important as money is the best things in life are free um, but again it wouldn't be the not the only kind of hustle because we both know you need to have multiple streams of income you don't want to depend on one thing yeah. and I think it gets to the point where um, it. it because Andrew Taylor making make the point that he Elon Musk who is probably 20 times richer than he is there's no place Elon can go that Andrew can't there's no car Elon can buy that Andrew can't there's no That's true. there's a ceiling eh? and the thing is it gets to the point where it becomes an ego game right and I think it's, it's not necessarily toxic but I, I, I would recommend it like um personally for me um I'd like to make it up to the 100 million mark mm. as an individual um but if you want to go further, I respect it and I think it just becomes more about numbers at at, at, at that point. And I know, from what I know about you, you're a very money oriented guy and it gets to a point where you just focus on numbers. You don't care about what Mm. it gets you. You don't care about how you look or what you dress That You just want the numbers and I know you can do it. And I'm just curious as to like, because obviously there's going to be the main hustle, there's going to be the side hustles, there's going to be the multiple streams that will come. But then it's going to get to the point where you're hustling all over, and at this last little stretch, that means that last little ten million to make you that billionaire or whatever it needs to be that you want to be, and you understand you have a lot of like oh, you yeah, know, you have a lot of girls around you that just like are easily manipulated. That's the mm-hmm. fucking honest and then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you can put them on, you can put them on, you know, you can put them on. On, on stuff like that, and the way I see it is like dog, as long as like as long like the same way Andrea and them were doing it, right? There was no ugliness in it. There was no forcing anybody. There was no drugging anybody. The girls were just obsessed with them. They were dumb enough to do this, and not dumb enough, but they 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 understood how the world works and they wanted to make money and they believed in his ability to make them money and that's what he did. Um, there's a story he was telling about the one time that he um, one of his girls actually ended up linking with someone because he I think he gave like a mole because it was just like, so ridiculous like that. Yeah, you know, you know, and then they went on a date with her, and you know he, he took his kickboxing boys and they were surrounding him by each table. Obviously didn't know, but like you see, people automatically associate that type of um, like ideology of those things to negative connotations. Where it necessarily it doesn't have to be like that, right? Like, as we said, one of the things we place very dear to ourselves are the intangible things, the integrity, the class, the, you know, that's what we are, about, yeah. and that's what we're going to be remembered as. So it's not necessarily that you're going to be remembered as this horrible thing, not this horrible thing, but this not so respectable thing because you've done so much already. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, yeah, but you're also not taking into account when you get to that level,
1: you start picking up a ton of people that want to see you fall. Because like the, like the saying goes, when you try to climb out of the bucket, the other groups pull you down. Yeah. So if you've got all of that stuff on your background, people are going to start digging it up out of nowhere and making a bunch of shit out of small things. And then that's what's going to be all over social media. And your image on social media is going to be so hippie hammered because of that. Even if you're doing other great things. I mean, look at Andrew Tate, for example. I was going to go there, yeah. Andrew Tate. Everybody talks about his history with the webcam girls. Everybody talks about the fucking... Human trafficking thing that's is a lot of bullshit, but nobody talks about for example his charity um, For orphans mm. nobody talks about his charity helping dogs on the streets of Romania. Mm. Nobody talks about these
0: things Yeah, but as you said, right The truth always comes out in the end. So even though Andrew Tensel's, um image is currently botched Do you feel like and if he died today in 10 years time, that's how he would be remembered? I think the people that look up to Andrew like not necessarily me and you but he has a cult following mm. right and me and you are not like one of those guys but we're still him highly enough to put respect on his name yeah and defend his name and I feel like no matter how successful we become if we know the truth because we are very highly capable individuals who can reach our own conclusions without the fucking mainstream media fucking influencing mm. us mm. I know how to read people you do too and um, like it's innocent until proven guilty first of all right yeah and uh, i feel like in 10 years time he, he's gonna get what he wanted he's gonna get the legacy he wanted because i think the story is not finished but even when he did get arrested immediately i thought i'm gonna be telling my kids my sons about this man one day mm. the man yeah he won't that, be in the history books you know the man that went against the system the man who brought back masculinity the man who brought back hope mm. in most, in most of us like I was already on the self-improvement journey before I met but I've seen some of the stories that people share of how he's influenced them, and it's it's remarkable, bro. It's, yeah. It's really inspirational and remarkable, and that's the kind of effect I want to have, and that's the kind of effect I admire from somebody else. And I will carry that burden on my shoulders till the end of fucking earth. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, which brings me to my next topic, bro. The one thing I'm focused on right now is is brotherhood and embracing masculinity. Now I'm sure you are aware and you probably A cult, not cult, but you probably are one. I am too, but men have egos, right? We have giant egos, and the ego gets in the way of a lot of our friendships. And I think the number one factor that provides that downfall of men's friendships and all that kind of stuff is women, right? Mm. Um, I know you can't help how you feel. Sometimes I can't as well, and a lot of guys can't as well. And as much as I detest being around too much masculinity, I am learning to fucking embrace it more and more often because it's not their fault, it's how we've been programmed, it's how society has made it be, and it's how we are going to overcome this pandemic of bitch niggas, is by pushing out the message of brotherhood and masculinity, and that you yeah. have to be around brothers and masculinity. Because a lot of guys, dog, a lot of guys I'm around, even though they have these little bursts of too much fucking into themselves, masculinity vibe, a lot of guys, there's every guy, almost every guy, there's something I look up to about them. There's mm-hmm. something I admire. and. It depends on the hierarchy it depends on the level of how much I admire what you're doing for me to ignore the, the shit you bring me But um, I do try and ignore it from how much I admire it. Like for a few example, like Like we are basically when I look at you, it's like looking into I want to appreciate you too much, but it's like looking into a mirror realm. Right? Mm-hmm. like we are in the same mentality But you're just more of a misogynist than I am <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> you, are you sure about you that? Yeah, looked at this when we were off, off mic, but um like, you got me guys from the <laughs> subjects <laughs> But yeah, what's your, what's your message about brotherhood and masculinity and friendships And how much you should put the boys over Okay, this is the question I want to ask you So, Andrew and Tristan's living situation mm. I don't see that for myself I'm not gonna lie I don't see myself living with my brother until we're 34 Sharing all the cars, sharing all this I see myself living with my brother until we make all this But the time I have a family, bro I'm sorry, I'm on my own team Like, I'm always, we're always like this like till the end, you call me, I'm there. We'll Probably have houses next to each other as neighbors. Our kids are going to be friends. You know, some shit like that. Yeah. But living in the same house, dog. I've known you my whole life, bro. I have a mm. family to raise. You, don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So would you, would you do that? Would you? I think with the
1: Andrew and situation, I think they've been close ever since they were kids. I don't think everybody's brotherhood is like that. It's like I'm doing family brotherhood, but, I don't I wouldn't see myself doing that. I mean, I'm close with my brothers, but I couldn't see them I couldn't see myself living
0: with him. Yeah, but you've heard the saying right, it's not about who's been there long It's about who's been there quality-wise, who's been there for you when you needed them, who's been there for you when you are in trouble Like it's look like the brotherhood in terms of like the blood I mean like when I say brotherhood, it's kind of like everyone's a brother to me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're talking about that kind of brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me it's a weird one because when I
1: was... In my early years of high school, I was always spending more time around women than I was spending in a masculine brotherhood group, And I don't know why that was. But lately, I've been getting way more into the brotherhood thing and being around men. Yeah. It's like... I think the reason I was wanting is because it's kind of uncomfortable to be around men. Because yes. everybody's always trying to fucking wind up each other. Yeah. Everybody's always got the ego thing. Yeah. So... It's, I think it's good to be... To have a brotherhood because you're always pushing each other you're always trying to one-up each other challenging each other i think if you're by yourself you get lazy and slack
0: off yeah so for me for example i've always been um i've always been unbelievably feminine like in in, in, in primary school i used to play netball with the girls because i could spend more time with the girls and then i used to join the choir because the girls were all the choir practices are great like i've always been very female orientated and i think um, it's just much easier, as you say, it's much easier and, um, it's, it's, there's no, there's none of that masculinity sitting there. And I, I feel like the, 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 so one thing I've learned about myself is i have to wake up and deprogram myself every single day because mm. the natural human state is so disgusting in terms of like naturally angering someone. For example, the person who gets 2.5 million only fans that does absolutely nothing except his supposed to take on, on, a, on a fucking app. It's very easy to be envious of that. But yeah. You wake up, I wake up every day and try to detach that from myself. Same way, uh, keeping female energy around me a lot. I try and wake up and detach myself from that a lot mm-hmm. and, get, and get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which brings me to my next point. Um, this is a personal thing and I've had, um, I've had. I'm, a, I'm at a very good place with this podcast in terms of the message I was trying to get across. I've met people with a similar mindset than me that we're going to carry this message across, and you know, there's there's no doubt we're going to do what we need to do. But there's something that's that's I I would feel, I feel almost naive not speaking about, and um, it's basically gender-based violence. And I've had three females on my podcast and at least two of them have had stories to share about abuse if it's physical or sexual and the crazy thing about that is that it is not even the worst stories I've heard in terms of the girls that I know so if you're a female and you do want to share your story and you are comfortable with sharing your story I want you to understand that your story might inspire someone else to come out as being mm-hmm. a, a victim of this and this podcast is, um, is a space for you to do that and we will support you and listen to you all the way and i know most of you think that no one's going to believe you because this person is this and this person is who but trust me this year have relations we don't care anyone we'll talk with whatever and whatever if you want to come here and say someone's name you can come here and say someone's name but don't think we'll be delusionally loyal to your story we are going to question something it's because it's innocent until proven guilty and i'm not I'm, i don't want to put too much strain on you to be like it's his story against yours but if your story is not really adding up like i'm not going to be here like yes 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 but i'm going to be sensitive enough to listen to you sensitive enough to push your story out and sensitive enough to try like I can't relate that's why I can't that's why I, I'm encouraging females to come on here because I can't talk about it because I haven't experienced it. number one and secondly I don't know how to go around it in a sensitive way that doesn't trigger anyone so if you have a story to share and you genuinely want to have a positive influence in the world and encourage other people to come out with these stories you're most certainly welcome to come on this podcast um but yeah, like still, the message is don't trust these hoes. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's not derail from the, from the, the main point. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get out there. I feel like it's a it's, it's duty, it's everyone's duty to, to kind of wake up to the, the wall of what's happening. And as I said on, on the last podcast, is um, men are suffering as well. Men also feel pain, men are also victims of this kind of thing. It's just that the country we're in right now is more women than men. But it doesn't mean we should shine a flippin' blind on the men that are suffering, and that's what we're here to do. And you know, we, we continue on our purpose every day. And if you are a female that feels like you have a purpose to do the same thing, then you're more than welcome to come to this place and do just that. Because we are good listeners, and we are empathetic people. We are human beings, and we will listen to your story. And like, I don't want to say this like publicly, but you know, if you want to say some names, I know something might happen to them. You know? I'm not saying exactly, but something might happen. (laughs) Something might happen. But um, on that topic, I obviously don't want to get too deep into this, but uh, I just want to put that out there. If you have anything to say, please add on. So I told you, I've known a lot of girls who have a lot of these stories to tell. And some of these stories, not that I didn't add up, it's just that I didn't understand the logic behind the behavior afterwards. For Mm -hmm. example, you know, staying in the toxic relationship, staying in the abusive relationship, staying in the relationship that you are constantly socially assaulted. And you can't, like, if you're a fully grown woman staying with this man, I completely understand. But most of the stories I've heard, you, you don't stay with him. You see him once a week and you go and see him. You uber yourself to go and see him. You go back after the constant abuse and it makes it very difficult for me to... to... sometimes to, with you. Exactly. It makes it very difficult. And, like... It, it's not the sense of like I'm trying to invalidate what you went through and I'm sure you were young you didn't know what you were doing but you have to understand that it makes it even I'm sure even in the court case bro like someone can just bring that point up exactly that you dated him for five years afterwards mm-hmm. you went to go see him for five years afterwards are you sure you're not just heartbroken you're just um, yeah exactly it, yeah it's like if it
1: was bothering you so much why didn't you leave And I understand that there is a level of psychology that I don't understand with it but you also do have to get to the point where enough is enough and just move on because if you're not talking to anybody about it if it is such an issue you would just up and leave Mm -hmm. and then you can talk about the issue but if you continue to date the guy for five years and then once you've broken up with him only then do you bring it out then
0: it gets a little bit odd you know. Yeah but on that trail of thought it's never too late It's never too late to share your story. It's never too late to come out, and it's not necessarily about punishing the person that did this to you. It's about making sure no one else has to go through what you went through, and you could inspire someone to come out with their story. You know, you can inspire someone that might this might happen to them before this has come out. You know what I mean? Or like during this is coming out, and then they'll come out immediately, which makes it more. More, we're able to pounce on it, and we're able to to, to 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 get justice. Yeah, it's a bit difficult to get justice when it's seven years later. Yeah, you yeah. so your story might inspire someone, and if that's your genuine intent, then please, I beg, I beg, come on the pod, come on the pod, your story, and because we're not bad people, we're just telling the truth, and sometimes the truth, it's not so pretty, but we're not yeah. going to derail from it. We're not going to derail from it. The best way to face your fears is to head straight at them directly, as a man. Um, um, What type of, like, values would you want to teach your son? What type of values
1: would I want to teach my son? As a young man. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I haven't thought too deeply about it because I'm not even sure if I want to have kids at this point. But if I were to have kids, it would obviously be integrity, confidence, um, being a man in the situation, um, accountability, and transparency. Those are good ones. Um, Why do you think you don't want to have kids? Now, at this point, I don't want to have kids because, number one, I don't see myself being a great father at the moment, because I've still got a lot of shit that I'm dealing with, and I wouldn't want to bring that into the next generation. You know, that they say that you should always get rid of trauma from your past life into the next generation, and I'll bring it with you. I don't think I would be ready for that anytime soon. But at the same time, the world is also going to shit at the moment, and I don't know what the world is going to look like in, like, 10 years. And if it's fucked up, I don't want to bring another child into that
0: you know. but do you think it's fucked up for everyone or I think it's going to get to a point where it's going to be fucked up for everyone you don't think there's going to be I mean, a certain percentage that are able to build I'm sure there
1: will be a certain percentage but I think it's going to be a, I think there is going to be a little bit of a period where everybody is suffering do you, do you not know? think one day you will be part of that certain percentage yeah one day yeah. But
0: I don't know what that's going to look like in the next 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, we, we suck a lot. Of, we suck and we take a lot on this podcast. And it's just something that I know I can flaw almost. That guy has mommy issues, bro. And that doesn't, do it. <laughs> that doesn't derail anything that he does. That has nothing to do with anything that he says. Or oh, it might Who knows? but not fully all the way. And, you know, his sister doesn't talk to him. Example. So for another man I really respect in terms of masculinity And just being a man And I'd like, I'd like to grow the same way he grows Is Joe Rogan And Joe Rogan um, approves of Andrew Tate's message And he's had to say That That misogyny stuff Is not good for anybody because Joe Rogan has a daughter He has a, a wife He has a, a mother And as, much, as true as it may be Some things are better left unsaid And with Andrew, I'm sure he knows that But he can't relate as much Because he doesn't really have that Like that He doesn't have um, If you hear him talk about his mom It's not It's not very admir- admir- Like it's not, it's not like he admires his mom The way he admires his dad mm. And one of the the, yeah, the, the the most Impressive accomplishments you can have in this life As a human being is retiring your mom and maybe he's just financially stable and he's done that so i i wouldn't like talk down on his relationship with his mom because he's done what he needed to do but his sister doesn't talk to him Mm. someone in his family in his space you can tell with him as the relationship isn't so so pure that's the wrong word but the point is I can relate to a lot of what he's gone through in terms of the females in his life, but I know for a fact that those relationships, by any means necessary, need to work. Even if I have to sacrifice a few beliefs, even if I have to hold my tongue a little bit, they have to work, if I have a daughter, I have to, I have to, I don't want to, I don't want to look back at, at the stuff that I said, and I have to tell her about it or someone else shows you about it. Like for example, I'm sure Andrew might regret this one day. He was talking about if his daughter's man was a man like him, a highly successful man who could take care of her and was fucking fucking around on the side. He said he would say to his daughter that listen, blah blah blah, whatever he said was not the right thing. That's not how that's treating your daughter as an option, but my daughter is going to be the queen. Do you understand? Do you understand like Mm -hmm. I'm not and that, that's the wrong take for him to have and again, he's a human being he has flaws and we don't look over his flaws because we're cult followers we are able to point out what is right and what is wrong and there's a lot of entertainment content out there and there's very few things that I can point out that were wrong and this is one of them, is that we take his advice with a pinch of salt when it comes to women because he does not have the best relationship with women and he's clearly been heartbroken by a woman severely because he was mm-hmm. making the point that Women don't understand how much men fought for them and they just don't give a fuck. Straight up, they just don't give a fuck and I can relate to that but I've never had my heart broken to that extent. Have you? Mm. Tell us more about I <laughs> uh, don't
1: like talking that much about this stuff. But In high school, one of the first girlfriends that I had, um, obviously I was pretty new to the game, um, just came from home school. So, first time really being around girls. And this girl I was really fucking obsessed with, like, really deeply in love with her. And then she fucking cheated on me out of nowhere. And then it, it got, like, weird in the relationship. And then she messaged me. says She's like, I want to take a break, which really fucking hurt me. And then a couple of weeks later, I was, like, fighting with her and shit. And then she admits, listen, I cheated on you, which really fucked me over. So yeah. I think I couldn't understand from Andrew's perspective, like when you get hurt that badly, it's like you get this attitude towards women and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that I have the great attitude which is why I'm staying in relationships. I'm trying to heal from it. But I can understand Andrew's relationships with women.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I hope you guys really get how much of ourselves we give to give this type of content. We give pieces of ourselves to the internet which is probably the most fakest thing around right now mm. and we try and just be that light in the darkness that that real in the darkness and listen man like I'm not saying i have never been heartbroken like I'm pride or stuff like that it's just that I've never really been cheated on and I, I I can only imagine the feeling the what it brings and I I just never want to experience it and it, it may sound like I'm like a scared little pussy, like scared to get myself and that's not the case the case is I'm able to read the signs I'm able to see the flags quite early and I don't compromise with my heart bro I've been in the game for too long I've been blessed to be in the game for too long and understand how they think and how they manoeuvre and from when I was from when, from when first I was in the game it's only gotten worse since then and it's only gonna get worse from what I see. But I'm not I'm not saying there's no there's no dimes out there. There's no dimes in my rap. It's just that I haven't had the time to look for them or, you know, like yeah, just to I don't judge every girl I like meet or every girl I talk to, I don't judge them up to the dark ground, you know, everywhere. Mm. But um, as I was saying to Regan, is the when I get married I'm only doing this once. I'm we'll going this person once, there's no divorce there's nothing else and even if they cheat on me bro, like, we'll we're, we're doing this once and the thing is, I can only blame myself if they cheat on me because the levels of tests I'm going to put it through is almost fucking unfair bro, like hmm. the slightest red flag bro, you are, I'm not going to put a ring on your finger. And that's good bro, because the majority of guys they thought
1: that news. Am I good enough for her? But so few guys think, is she good enough for me? And you
0: know what it is? Is everybody is really afraid of being alone, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And especially when you grow older. All your friends are getting married, all your friends are doing this, all your friends are doing Feel left out. You feel left thoughts And there's people that make fucking um, deals with each other as kids. It's like, yo, if we are not married by 27, we better marry each other, you know, and it's, it's like a joke, but it's a, yeah. it's a real ass joke rather than you know, serious about it. I was watching this vlog, and this person went to a wedding, and um, he was interviewing the bride, and he was asking the bride, How do you feel now that you are a married woman? How do you feel now that you are the bride at your wedding? How do you feel that you're now living your childhood fantasy? Childhood, yeah. And you know what she said? What she said? She said, I felt relieved. Mm. I was so disappointed in that answer Because you should feel happy You should feel satisfied You should feel complete You should feel like I finally found my soulmate You should feel all positive feelings besides well, oh, relief, sure, but that shouldn't be your first answer That mm. shouldn't be your first <sighs> Okay, thank god, I'm here thank
1: Yeah, you me. make an interesting point there Because it's like that's the kind of What you're supposed to feel when you complete a goal When mm. you complete a goal in your next mission but is
0: that is that really a goal? Or is it something deeper? Mm. I'm so interested to see how your whole life turns out, but not in terms of like career and business-wise, because I have no doubt you're gonna to get to where you need to get to, but it's Pretty more sure. family, wife, kids. And I really hope we, we see this through together, bro. I really mm. hope about kids our uh, kinds of friends. I really hope you found the person that you want. But uh, my next question to you is, um, let's say you, you got married, how would you go about it? Okay, for, for me, let me, let me give you my example, for me, I get a wedding mm-hmm. and a rink. That's a fantasy, but papers, government, ah, oh, mess me with that. Yeah. Mess me with that. Yeah, um, for sure. The same for you? Uh, for me, I would
1: want like a kind of a religious marriage, not like a government marriage, like you said, because the laws are fucked. And I wanted to kind of be in an area that isn't like, how can I say, like super urban. Hundreds of people coming to watch the wedding because I want it to be something special and worthwhile Not something that is boosting the woman's ego like most
0: weddings aren't set sooner Yeah, but you can have two Do you not want your woman to like, okay I'm, I'm, I'm interested to get into this because my first thought is Like what you're saying makes a lot of sense mm. And it's something <clears> I, I <throat> want to take into account But before you said what you said I always thought like, first of all, the wedding is not for me I've taken two shits I love you. Yes, you're expensive. That's really what you want to wear. I'll wear this shirt so you know I'm not cheating on you want I'm out. If you want a big wedding, I'll pay for the big wedding. I have all your friends, family, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Get this done and over big... I don't care. I'm just there. You know, because I like to work, bro. Mm-hmm. This is not work, right? And so, first of all, it wouldn't be for me. So, if it was to be for me, I would do it the way you want to do. Like, uh, very religious, not in the urban area, not thousands of people to boost the woman's ego, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how I would do it for me, but I've never thought about it being for me. So it's very interesting that you said that. Would you not want to do it the way she wants to do it? Like, you see, it is a big ego thing. And I, in, in Western culture, bro, Western culture is very unrealistic, but uh, only very few people get to compete. Like, for example, marriage anniversaries, I think on the 60th, there's traditional gifts you're supposed to give. And I think on the 60th, you need to give her a diamond ring. How many people do you think in their pension, with the pension fund that they're getting can afford it can afford it yeah it's a little bit ridiculous so after starting a big ass fancy ass wedding that's the the, the the road you're training on mm.
1: yeah and it's so like with weddings i'm not gonna bring up my relationship with this person but i know somebody who had this massive wedding and i attended and it was fucking. It, they dropped at least two hundred thousand. 000 right. or, Weddings are
0: expensive.
1: Yeah, they did, but they dropped a fuck ton of money on it. It was a big expensive wedding, catering for everybody, hundreds of guests, everything. And made such a big scene out of it and the bride was so happy and everybody was so happy and loved it so much. Two years later, they divorced. Yeah, fucking
0: <laughs> yeah, but I get what you're saying. And, and it, it is, a, it is a, a big ego thing. So it's also a big ego thing for you though. I, I'm sure... I'm sure you appreciate your ego at certain points, because for me, I know I need to develop the biggest ego I possibly can and find every reason under the fucking sun to justify it. Mm -hmm. Not in a delusional manner, in a physical manner. I want to to lap people, so many laps, that they can't take anything away from me. Mm -hmm. Because you can do one full lap of something and they will still try to put things up. I mean, look at Drake, the person who's conquered the music industry for so long for over a decade artists over a decade for the last fucking yeah, 10 years like, bro and people still find something to take away from his success after so many laps and mm. I think now it's starting to come off like now it's starting to become more jokes but it's like but it gets to the point where when it used to release I used to think about if this flops people are never going to let it go because Drake doesn't flop and he hasn't flopped. And I think obviously he's made sure that it doesn't flop and I think behind the scenes or whatever it may be who really gives a fuck, right? But that's what you need to do. You need to lap motherfuckers so many fucking times for mm. them to understand that listen motherfucker I'm in a different level from you. You know? And I, like it's not necessarily the mentality I wanted to have but it's the mentality I know I needed to have mm. in this fucking life. In this life of, uh, of sins. Like I want to compete in the highest possible echelons of men and I want you at your and the only reason why I want that to be the case is because I want the people that I'm competing with to, un, to, to be at their best first of all because I've noticed that some of the people I compete with are not even trying bro and it's just like it, it takes away the fun yeah. right? so I want you to be at your absolute best but this is where the ego comes in I want you to know that you did everything you possibly could and you still weren't good enough to beat me mm-hmm. and a good enough man with the right amount of morals and dignity it's, in, it's interesting. It in. It's interesting. Have you always okay. had that? Um, not always. I think the electricity just went out. So we'll is that a, is that thing still? On? It's off. So we're gonna have to take a break. So uh, I think you were, you asked me if I've always been like that. In terms of I want, I don't necessarily want to say I want to destroy you. I just want you to respect me. Mm. And I've noticed something about people is that they are very quick to forget. So I'll give you a story, and I want you to understand the depth of how quick people forget. So in high school, when you're a kid, everything is a competition: who can drink the most, who can smoke the most, who can pull the most girls, every fucking thing you can possibly imagine. Mm. I had the name; I was called the dictator because apparently I thought with my dick, and uh, I wanted to live up to that name by all means. So I made sure because oh, did I get the most girls, or blah blah blah, all that shit. You no, know? so this one time I had a fivesome. And I know, I know, it sounds cool, right? But it wasn't with four girls. It was with my one friend and three girls. Mm. But still, it's a fucking five sim. Have you had a five sim? Exactly, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, now, obviously, people aren't going to believe you if you say you had a five sim. But luckily for me, my friends were outside the room, like, outside, smoking, chilling. And I got out, came out with three girls. You know, you can tell, bro, we were, we were getting we'll busy. Exactly. And then... um so I'm like, now, okay, I've, I've secured my, my spot for, like, at least, you know, probably till the end of high school, but right? Like, who have, none of them have had a fivesome. Like, come on, bro, respect me. Yeah. So now, a week later, we go out the next weekend, and then they pull and I don't. And then at the end of the night, they're like, bro, what's happening? Are you falling off? What is, what's happening is a dictator? And I'm like, bro, are you forgetting about that fivesome yeah. I had last week? Like bro, that's not something you just like anybody can do. Or anybody's done. Mm. Like respect me, bro. I'm really yeah, yeah, solid yeah, yeah, for like, and that made me realize. I'm like, bro, with anything, you could make a million today. People know you made a million. People will be in your DMs trying to be friends. Blah blah blah. By next week, they'll you be don't,
1: sp- and they're gonna tell you they're just slacking off. Not even that. You have to keep it
0: up. Not even keeping it up. I think they just forget unless you make another million because it, it's it's like a it's like a swift it's like a swift period of the glory and then the glory quickly fades. Unless you're full gas, full throttle, running laps, and just building and building and building. And you have to build to the point where motherfuckers are like, yo, nah, dog, like, nah. That, and that's, that's one thing I like from personal experience is, like, even people that were hating on me, that people that were, like, talking shit to me and trying to demotivate me, and I could tell these people didn't like me, when they come around and they say, listen, dog, like, you're doing it. You did it. You know mm. that it's it's an indescribable feeling. They they
1: hate when you're at the bottom. They ignore you when you're in the middle. Then they want to be your friend when you're at the top.
0: Exactly, exactly that. And it, it's interesting because it's like I'm not at the top yet, you know. So and what's been what's been motivating me sometimes because you need that motivation, that burst of motivation. If you're staying consistent and disciplined, you obviously have a decline, and then from that decline, you need that boost to get you back up. And it's been stuff like that. People that hate me that come around. People that and another thing I want to give you advice on, uh, boys, if you're listening, especially if you go to gym, is post as many selfies as many gym selfies when you're done training because that motivation from that gave your dog. What I received, like, like I would. There was days where I would do absolutely nothing productive whatsoever under the sun, and except for gym. And after I was done gymming, I'd be like, yo, bro, like, this is not the life, but I need to really think about something else, you know, and I'll put up a gym selfie, and then I'll just get so, not not so many people, it t- it takes one person, you know, and um, they'll be like, yo, bro, I see you, I see you, and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, so I gotta keep this up, and then a different person, and then a different person, and then a person that hated you, and then, even even the hate, bro, because the hate does come, it's like, oh, small night, blah, 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 and then now you're like, like, don't let that shit derail you because there's a lot of negativity. I'm not going to lie to you, Archer. Don't let that stuff derail you because it can. But especially if you're following me, bro, there's a lot of love with the gym progress. And, mm. like, for me, for example, like, bro, like, I don't want to say I'm, like, levels ahead. But some of the gym progress I see is, like, yeah, I respect it. But I, I've been doing this for, like, five years but like, you know, yeah. I've really been been going at it but i'm still able to to empathize and it's not pity it's not it's not um it's not fucking um shame it's it's genuine respect because i understand how difficult it is from that first no muscle to that little bit of muscle because once you get a little bit of muscle it's just it's, it gets easier from there bro you feel good you just do it blah blah, blah. but that first no muscle to that first bit of muscle it's the mad respect it's fucking painful bro it is yeah. it is and I respect everybody that does not and a lot of people do you'd be surprised how much love is out there for the trim industry so post yourself these boys I want you to post yourself As I want you to put yourself out there I want you to be prepared for criticism because it will only make you stronger you should do that um, but yeah I hope that answers your question but was, it wasn't always like that I've just always known that to be respected properly you need to really do a few laps mm. and um, it, it's it, especially if it's a it's a personal thing like yeah if it's personal personally to you. So for me, as I was saying, it's like I want to compete to the highest echelon of men, but as the man I am who has this dignity, moral compass or whatever it is, I am able to bow down my head to someone who's done it like four or five times. Mm. But I'm not going to lie to you and be like, uh, I'm your friend, which I am, but I'm coming for your position. And I want you to want me to come for your position. I want yeah. you to not sabotage me in a fucking snaky under the, under the table type of way. I want you to sabotage me face to face, lapping me like a man, mm. you know, because I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm saying ego is a good thing, bro. Ego is a good thing. Just don't let it eat you up. Control it, check it sometimes. Some people are not even looking at you enough to understand that your ego is not as big as it seems. It has its times. And I always try and make it known that there is a bit of fucking soul in me. But not everybody is watching you like a hawk every time. And if they're not, then they don't get to have a say. If you're not watching me and my, all my phases, then shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. You, you're talking about this phase you came in at the phase when I needed to be a killer because you need to be a killer and a lover at the same time mm. as a man. It's tricky, bro. It's really, Andrew Tate said this and he was like, yo, dog, it's, if you deep it, it's like, as a man, you need to be able to kill someone that same day and hold your baby mm. and have that sensitive touch and go home to your wife yeah. and not shake. And yeah, because
1: d- you need that balance. You do, bro, but... And, it's, and it sounds insane when people are talking about this, but it's like, if you are around a man who isn't intrinsically dangerous, cannot harm another man, how the fuck can you expect him to protect you? Mm. And it's always those like soft, nice guys who are actually the most dangerous guys because they repress it and then at some random stage it'll come out and then they'll hurt somebody that they don't intend to because they don't know how to control it.
0: Yeah, bro. it's like if someone ever ran into my crib with my family, my born baby and my wife in there, you are going to die.
1: You'll fucking kill them, yeah.
0: But the, the crazy thing is that that same night, when I go to bed I can't not be sleeping Because I have a job The next day I'm going to hold my My baby's going to keep me up I'm going to hold The sensitivity I'm not going to lose it You have to keep it together And stuff like that Is something that psycholo- Psychologically You can't meditate through can't mm-hmm. over- can't, You Can't You haven't You've seen Tommy On fucking Peaky Blinders bro mm, That I'm trauma sure. The trauma Of killing a man You can shoot As many guns as you want to At a gun range But to pull a trigger At another human being
1: I have, I have a story I don't know if I want to I'm gonna cut this out of the podcast, but I'll tell
0: you, oh, wait. man to man. I did with Benji when I was talking about my court case.
1: Yeah,
0: I think if I have another assault, fucking, because the, the the um the files, are, what's that word called? They when you, they can't be public, they're not public knowledge. Mm. What's that? What's a word? Uh, um, Confidential? Confidential. The files are confidential. So, especially as a minor, it's almost like erased if there was no like severe consequences from it. And if I talk about it, and let's say when I'm older I have an assault um, charge, and then they obviously go through everything, comb everything, the podcast, which I released with the same story on it, and on the story I'm talking about, I caught an assault charge, they're going to say, do not see a pattern of behaviour. This and then boom, I'm done, mm. right? And I'm not delusional enough to not think I'm going to have to fucking beat someone up one day, because I am going to have to, mm. I'm going to have to, if it's self-defense or whatnot, but, you know, I, I trust my level of morality, and for the level where you can't relate, I have faith in the goodness of the truth, same way as Andrew Tate, he has. It was saying when he came out, bro, I hold no grudge in my heart, I know the truth will come out, this is God... God, 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 whatever. I, be, I'm, I'm on the same train of thought, bro. And listen, I'm not going to suffer by myself with the things that I've gone through and not speak about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say every single bit, no matter what happens, bro. I could, I could have lost the ability to travel, them from that case, I could have lost. I could have been stuck here for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. But it didn't happen, bro. It was so serious. It was so scary. We spent five hours in the fucking in the cell, right? Motherfuckers were coming. But, like, luckily there was five of us, so there was not, there wasn't that fear. But motherfuckers were coming in there and bleeding the fuck out. Motherfuckers weren't blinking a fucking eye. You know he's on something. He's not fucking blinking. One of those non-blinking motherfuckers comes and sits next to me, asks me what my normal is. I know what he's saying, and I choose to completely dismiss it in a very very degrading way. Mm. I'm, like, in a very feminine English white boy suburban way. I'm, like, I don't know what you're talking about, bruh. Like straight up Just to piss him off Because for him He was expecting me To try and fucking Act like something I'm not And my friend was telling me After this whole scenario He was like Yo bro I hope you don't do that When you go to jail Bro you must go bro, bro. And I'm like bro I'm not planning on going back That the fuck What are you preparing for That you <laughs> yeah. must go And fucking do some shit like that And like bro Like That was just like Okay Five hours Cool I can survive five hours And then there's a court case bro And now I had to go See a fucking lawyer bro My My parents were Surprisingly not tripping that much But Uh, I had to go see a lawyer Mm. Lawyer's fucking expensive You pay them by the fucking minute Uh, You wait so fucking long at that court time Before they actually see you You know it was serious bro It was Mm. some serious ass shit And for some weird reason There wasn't a second where I felt nervous Or I felt this could take a turn Or I felt this could fuck up the rest of my life Interesting. Um, and I think because I I, I kind of knew, man, I kind of knew I wasn't in the wrong by any kind of way, and if I just told the truth, I would get away with it. Um, not get away with it because there's nothing to get away with, but I would I would the truth justice would be served. Mm. And we went into there, and they they first called us in individually to see a social worker because we were underage. Um, and we went in one by one, and bro, I was like, stick to your story. These motherfuckers go in there, and every that that's when you'll see who's real. Motherfuckers go in there And then they start Selling everybody else Well first motherfucker Goes in there Goes I did nothing This motherfucker Is the guy That stood on his car Mm. He stood on his car And trumped it That's why we were there Because this guy Was suing us for damages But he was saying His damages were like Worth half a million Or some shit like that But his car is not even Worth half a million Bro I still don't have My Uber account Because my Uber account Got banned from that case I still don't have that shit So um we're there and then I, I can tell by these niggas faces they switched up they go in there switch up on each other like fucking snakes hmm. and they all got 80 hours of community service and the community service was fucking disgusting it took some of these guys like three four months to actually get a, like to, to finish it because hmm. every saturday you go up, you go to the police station you clean all the vomit from the night before the blood the thingy you you basically the cop slave yeah, it's madness. i got six hours of therapy six hours of therapy from 80 hours i got six hours therapy because i wasn't gonna go in there and pretend like i'm something i'm not i wasn't gonna go in there because first of all you must understand as a kid as a minor your parents are with you Mm -hmm. so if your parents are sitting next to you i did absolutely nothing the 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 black guys did it the other guys did it you know what i mean yeah and um i just went in there i told my story and the lady because obviously another thing the first thing is you're gonna expect it from a child and a teenager the first thing they're gonna say is i did nothing it was all them. Yep. That's the first, that's how a child thinks. Not me, them. I'm not the problem, the world is, right? And I wasn't gonna go in there and act like a child. I wasn't gonna go in there and go straight into defense mode because I had nothing to be defensive about. The Uber account was in my name. Mm-hmm. I, had every, I had everything to be defensive about, but I was there, I knew what happened. If I just stuck to my story, to what happened, I'd be fine. And that's exactly what happened. And people doubt themselves because people overthink. Oh my gosh, what if they do this? What if they do this? What if they say this? I've had girls who've accused me of sexually assaulting them. And I haven't blinked an eye. I haven't lost any sleep. I've had people tell me if that would ever happen to them, they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Because you're going to overthink it, you fucking dumbass. If you, did, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fucking worry about. Right? And you're like, no, but they're not gonna believe it, blah, blah, blah. That's because that's how you think. You're always trying to sell a dream to someone. You're always trying to sell a story. If you stick to what's true to what's your roots and not let, let anybody let you believe what you you're something you're not, you'll be fine. This one kid I know the first guy who got firstly accused of uh, sexually assaulting someone was um uh he was getting suicidal. The cause obviously the social media people coming in, cancel culture, blah blah blah. And he was he was acting guilty. First of all, they were activating his account. You know, now you have something to hide, and mm. then you know, blah, blah blah, bro. That shit has never happened to me, and because, for a good reason, the the universe knows, right? Mm. I, I, on New Year's, on New Year's, a girl decided to scream at me at a party that I sexually assaulted her downstairs, and not a single person took her seriously. Yeah, I didn't. I, know. I didn't try and and go like, because first of all, she was screaming at me in front of people. That's already embarrassing, right? Mm. So I'm standing there, and I'm just looking at her. And I'm like, because I'm looking straight into her eyes, and I'm seeing her, and I wanted to know that you both, you you and I know, because we were both there, are you really going to try and do this here in front of these people when this is not true? And mm. I said all that with my eyes, and I just looked at her. And then one of my friends came and was like, no, oh, no, no, sit down, sit down. I got your back. And I'm like, bro, there's nothing to have my back for. I did fuck I mm. sit down, I look around twice. Boom, whole situation I forgot about it already. The next day, she messages me, and she's trying, I don't know what for, I already forgot about the situation, and then she's like, "Um, yeah, I'm don't. I'm not i not going to lie, I did try to get you kicked out, but then when everybody else started getting involved, I told them to stop, and I'm like, you're lying, you didn't tell them to stop, no one was No one was no going to fucking kick me out. And, like, if somebody kicked me out, I'm not going to lie, if someone kicked me out on New Year's, dog, and that's how, like, before New Year's, and that's how I started my New year, I wouldn't have been here this year. And I'm just saying that, like, just, just... Logic, bruh, you know? And at that mm-hmm. point in that night, there was no time at any point that I thought I was gonna get kicked out. There was no point where I thought anybody's actually going to believe her, you know? And I, th- I don't want that to be the, the stance every guy takes that no one's going to believe her as long as, it's, because they could be lying. But I knew no one was gonna believe her because people know me, dog. I have a podcast where I speak nothing but the fucking truth. I've given almost half of myself to this fucking craft, bro. I've spoken about my court cases. I'm speaking about the situation right now. And the best thing to do with a situation like this is not give it any attention because you give it attention, it grows. Yeah. But I'm telling you the truth. What's going to grow? What's going to grow? Nothing. Nothing's going to grow because there's nothing for it to grow. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. And, um... She was, the, she was the second girl that's ever accused me of sexual assault in my life. The first girl was my ex-girlfriend who I loved very much and was my longest relationship and I, she messaged me recently and she's been coming back for a long, long, long time and she comes back with a different story each time. So, um, I don't know. Have, have I told you this story before? Mm-hmm. Okay, so after, let's say, three boyfriends that she's cheated on with me and after every single time when they've broken up, she has come to me. And then with the current boyfriend, before they started dating, was telling me that they were vibing and sending me messages. And then even when they were fighting, come back. Anything happened, come back. And then at some point, I think she was getting in trouble with the boyfriend because she kept communicating with me. And then um, a different girl told me this. She said to me, I needed herself. She said, I needed to hate you, not to love you. Because I'm in a relationship. And this girl did the same thing. But I guess it wasn't working. So she convinced herself that I sexually assaulted her. So that she can really hate me. Mm. Which is just... L- literally convinced herself. Like, to the point where she was believing it. Right, and it comes back to that thing where you want to talk about, about female delusion. And like, it's a real thing. But it's not so much female delusion. And I'm sure, I think we were with the same girl when she said this. She said, we can, we can gaslight ourselves into believing anything. Remember when that chick said that? Yeah. And, and with the camera was off, and I was like, Yo, I wish I had that on a, on a tape. So yeah, I can you cut wish. it. Yeah, because she was like, We can literally gaslight ourselves into believing anything. I can do the same thing as a man, but I, I try not to do it because I try and face reality every day because I can only win in reality, right? Motherfuckers can say and sell themselves whatever story they want to sell themselves, but in the, in the end of the day, the real world is going to prevail. You're going to see me doing better than yeah, me, yeah, whatever yeah, you, whatever yeah. you convince yourself. And yeah, bro, you. You've watched enough. You were telling me you, you, you you've watched enough podcasts of them not being able to make their point because yeah. their point isn't existing. They it's f- non-existent. They're just bluttering a bunch of words together that have been put into their heads. Mm. And that's what it is, right? That, that 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 female delusion thing. It comes from gaslighting themselves into believing something that they want to believe, or into um, planting the plants to the feeling they want to feel. She wants to feel hatred towards me. She can't feel hatred towards me, so she makes us something up in her head. Yeah. And the night she was talking about, the night she was talking about, she snuck out of her house, out of her window, jumped her back wall, ubered herself with her own money to my house, to see you, to see me, and then ubered herself back and did the same thing three nights in a row afterwards. So if that night I did something to you that was so horrible, why did you keep coming back? Why did you keep coming back? And I'm going to go back to my point is that I'm not trying to, 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 to make a message out of this. I'm not trying to... To, to to inspire anything to happen from this message. This is my story and I'm telling it. And I still have sympathy and empathizing in my heart for the women that really go through the struggle. And for them, I want you guys to understand that there is some false stories out here and you should just be as angry as us because the false stories take away from your real stories. Which is why we need to shine a light on the real story. So if you have a real story, come tell the real story. You know? It's very easy after going through something like that to be have a lot of anger in your heart. Yeah. To dismiss any type of story like that. But I'm not I don't work that way. Which is why I'm scared to get heartbroken properly. Because when people come to me and they've been heartbroken and they they say something that's very fucking rude to or very like detog what's so what de detoggery uh. Derogatory. Yeah, that one. Um so it's early <laughs> in the morning. That uh, sometimes it makes sense what they're saying. Sometimes what they're saying is true. Mm. But I cannot feed into that because they're speaking with emotion. I can't and if 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 that happened to me. I wouldn't be able to speak from this because you can get out of hand very quickly. Do you know what I mean? You start yeah. to lose the plot. It starts to become a, a whole person. Like I'm sure when I was talking about the story about what happened to me, it started to feel like a lot of emotion was in there. But trust me, bro, I've learned to control my emotions. I'm a man. Um I'm not really a man. I take Ashwagandha and my Ashwagandhas. <laughs> 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 but, <Legend. laughs> but like like overthinking is always going to fuck you up. And I will it's a human instinct, but humans are gross, bro. Humans are gross. I, I don't want to be a human being. So, iman when we were hiking down Lion's Head with him and then he got down and we were having a drink with him, he was showing me a tattoo on his arm. And he was like, Yo, one of my friends told me it looks like, a, I don't know, something stupid, like a dick or something dumb. And mm. he's like, Yeah, but now I can't unsee it and I actually hate it and detest it. I'm like, Bro, you got that tattoo for a reason. It's on you permanently for your life. Now, every time you yeah. look at it, you can look at it for, with disappointment. But that's the human brain. Somebody who probably isn't on any man's level and what any manner whatsoever said something, just put something in his head and yeah. you now it's a belief. Yeah, that will never be me, bro. Even yeah, that's good. that will never be me. I know why I got what I got, you know what I mean? I know what it means, what it symbolizes. It's only going to happen if you like getting dumb tattoos and you don't know what they mean, and then someone just throws you a different meaning and then now you're stuck on you for life. Yeah,
1: you know? but if you have something that you put on yourself that has a specific meaning to you, you can't allow other people to. Try and tell you otherwise.
0: And I, I almost did... I almost did this... I'm starting I'm starting to learn to write everything down. I get very scared to write stuff down because this book, everything that's written in this book gets accomplished and gets done. And I'm very scared to put something in this book that... Because you don't know what the future holds, right? So I'm very scared because this book is on a good... It's on a good, good row. Like, the last book was just like, ah, oh, bruh, I didn't do it. This book is on a good row and once I write it down, it's written in the fucking stars. So I've... I, 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 and then... I subconsciously I haven't been writing down some of the stuff that I've been meaning to do and wanting to do because I, you know if you write it down you're going to force yourself to do it not even that like I, realistically I don't want to do it now Or realistically I don't want it to fail and then this book goes to shit mm-hmm. yeah. um, I keep it in my head and today was the first time since last month that I wrote stuff down because as I told you last weekend I almost lost one of my Philosophies. Someone tried to convince me that it was toxic, and I needed to remind myself that if it's in this book, then it's definitely fucking real. Because um a skill, something I read in a book was if you const- if you constantly put your thoughts and actions to your because con- you, your subconscious is running the show, right? Mm. So if you consciously consciously think about everything you're doing and why you're doing it and the purpose and the meaning of it, eventually at some point your subconscious is going to be on point. Which means when your subconscious has to take over, it's been thought through. It's Right on the dot. When, yeah. When people's subconscious take over, bro, it's just like, what's just, it's like society infiltrating their thoughts. You know what I mean? It's like with the environment they were living in. That's how they're going to act when the subconscious takes over. I have consciously deprogrammed myself and programmed myself to the philosophies that I think are the reality. Yeah. I was talking to someone who was saying to me, he said to me, out of sight, out of mind. Right? And I was like, is that your life philosophy or something? Like, it was like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, no, that's my reality. And I'm like, you see what I mean? Just, blindlessly going through life bro. It it's a phil- it, there's no rea- it's a philosophy you make your own life you make yeah. your own reality and my life philosophies are my reality that's why i'm fucking succeeding bitches
1: <laughs> yeah but that's good brother because the shit that you think consciously does when you go to your subconscious mind it's like for me my subconscious mind is very fucking damaged mm. and i'll notice this when i a little bit too much to drink because when you drink too much, you lose that filter, yeah. And then the person that you are starts to come out, exactly. Yes, and I realize that I'm a fucking dickhead mm. subconsciously, mm, so I'm the same, yeah, fucking dickhead subconsciously. And I act like a complete idiot when I've had too much to drink, mm. so I try and avoid it. But you have to reprogram your subconscious mind mm. because even if you can put on an act consciously, in reality, mm. when it eventually gets to that subconscious
0: level. That's who you really are, can be yeah. awesome.
1: so you have to reprogram that. Yeah, that's what was scary about
0: the situation I went through, was that, is this really who I am subconsciously? And then I started to remember that this is a human being telling me this story. If two other, three other people are telling me a different story, and he's telling me this story, then the three other people are probably right about what happened. And that sounds more like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. What he was saying was trying to blow it out of proportion because he was trying to make me have a self-hatred towards myself. Mm-hmm. Or
1: trying to look, make you look like a bad person because you're insecure, maybe. But
0: not even trying to make me look like a bad person because it was only me and him having this conversation. No one else was involved, right? So yeah. I think it was a more personal, direct approach. Like, I don't care if you try and make me look a bad person like that chick tried. It's not going to work. What mm. I care about is what you try to put in my mind and plant. If you're trying to plant nonsense into my mind and trying to get me to think that I'm not the person that I think that I am. Or fuck that. Know that I am. You know? I know who I am. I know what I provide. I know how many laps I've done. And motherfuckers tend to forget that because... They were there when I started those laps. Mm. They stopped halfway. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And don't put that on me, dog. I never stopped. I never stopped. And I will never stop. And I was telling you, remember that I was telling you, I was like, it means nothing now if you don't have this same mindset, the same drive in your prime where you 24, 20, 25, 26. If you just still don't have this and you lose it in between, it means nothing. And now I have this longer reign to try and keep from when I was 16, when I started on this journey, until the rest of my fucking life. That's the only way I can know how to keep it because these motherfuckers have a break. And someone was saying in a motivational saying was to, in a motivational pep talk in a in the locker room was saying, it isn't fair, this game isn't fair. Sometimes a guy doesn't work as harder than you and he still gets what you want. Mm. You know, and uh, I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for someone to start at 24 and succeed at 25. Well, I've been starting since 16, and they will do better than me. And I'm prepared for that because in the long reign of things, in the long, the long r- run,
1: you're gonna.
0: I'm never it. stopping. I'm never stopping.
1: That that relates very well with me because when I started doing the gym thing, it's like my friends that are, were already in it were all hitting it so hard, and then they were fucking criticizing me when I was taking days off and everything. But I still stick to it longer than them. Exactly. And now I've gotten to a level where I kind of respect myself. And I look back on my friends that were disrespecting me at the time. And they've all kind of stopped the gym thing now and they're getting smaller. And now they're like, oh, Regan, you're fucking taking steroids. And
0: bro, and then it becomes that, that drives, eh? Hey? Yeah. It becomes that right. See, I don't trust people that are overly unrealistically motivated because you have to pace yourself. This is a long life journey, bro.
1: Yeah, it's for life.
0: Motherfuckers wow, I wanna work if out. You, eight. If
1: you just jump into it and try and go at it as hard as you can, eventually you're gonna fall off. It.
0: Yeah, it's like what they say with diet, right? It's like you have to enjoy it, otherwise you're not gonna stick to it. If you wanna eat plants and you it's not gonna stick to it, but like just be realistic about it. Yeah. Um, you wanna go hard, I wanna go hard. I've gone I've gone hard for a certain amount of time and listen, I've learned <laughs> since back then, even when I was going hard, I knew I had to branch out to other branches of my life instead of just being what I was. Uh, to get other assets into my arsenal if that makes sense, and mm-hmm. um a lot of the people unfortunately that i know i guess i would say are the typical nineteen year old of uh, uh like bro, yeah. i'm tr- <laughs> like like i'm the i'm the same I'm the same but don't expect to see me at the gym every day because I have other grinds. Mm. I can gym at home, I can do a fifteen minute I do a hundred push-ups every single day. Yeah. I do seven hundred push-ups in a week, you know? And sometimes some weeks I end up doing more because I'm more motivated. And it's it's still so small. I can keep I can maintain that. I'm working at the desk every fucking day, drop twenty five push ups, take a break, come back, twenty five push ups. You just have to do twenty five push ups four times and a hundred push ups done. It's so unbelievably easy, but it sounds impressive you yeah. know and i listen oh you didn't come to gym today because i'm grinding motherfucker i'm doing other things yeah exactly like this is not my only castle and the thing is like i showed someone cuz people i showed someone my pictures of like when i was at my prime when i was about to compete and they were like nah bro you 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 served your time you did, you did what you needed to do, bro. Like, you really did it. And I'm like, bro, yeah, it's funny because you think I've lost it because I don't, I'm don't. i not so focused on it anymore. You're
1: not so focused on it anymore. But if you went back to it, you could easily get to that point again.
0: Bro, it takes just a week of pumps. Yeah. And I look better than... Not better than you, but I look better than you. Uh, you know, and I don't... Like, when people come to me and they're like, bro, you're like, you in good shape. I'm like, why are you not in good shape? Mm. Or, like... Like, people fucking accuse, Do
1: you get people accusing you of taking steroids? Of
0: course, every, ever, since the beginning, dog.
1: It's fucking irritating. Since it's the beginning. It, it's like, it's not that difficult to get to that point. If people would just stick to it and be fucking consistent, then they would look the same. But they want to sit there at the bottom when they're waking up late, not doing shit, and then they want to accuse you of taking steroids.
0: Yeah, I have two points to, to put on that. For me personally, I understand I have, you know, Shaka Zulu genetics. And the people fucking accusing me have Jan van Rubik genetics. So obviously, you're not going to get as big as me, no mm-hmm. matter how hard you work. I just have good genetics. And I understand where I come from. Um, and, yeah, yeah the, ugh, like, the people that don't work as hard as me, it comes from them more often. But there's mm-hmm. people that I know work hard that don't understand how I look, the way I look. And I'm like, I'm genuinely gifted in yeah. terms of my... Yeah, there's a, there is a
1: little bit of genetics to it as well but the point still stands. The if points. you work as hard as me, you'll get similar results to me.
0: Of course. And then my second point is, um, um, what was I gonna say? My, my second point is, it's like racism, right? I can't, I've learned, so the joker said this, he said, um, the desire becomes surrender and surrender becomes power, mm. right? And I cannot surrender myself to a racist when they're being racist they will have power over me I let nothing have power over me yeah. I can't surrender myself To steroid accusations Because it will have power over me It takes
1: can't let something Have power over you Exactly
0: The minute someone says A certain thing to someone And they're fucking overreacting I know I got you now bro I got you exactly Where I want you
1: Yeah that's true Yeah Just quickly Check this thing
0: It's fine Everybody wants to look at me anyways <laughs> Legend Is um, it working there's a, there's a charger back there is there a, a port? No, I don't think so. I'd probably have to go out and fetch one. But we can wrap up. I think I've got. I can oh, wrap up at uh, 35. Uh, yeah. Oh, should I just wrap up now? Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Not really. Bro. Okay. Well, thanks for coming, brother. Sure. Thanks for coming. Sure. Of course. I mean, it's yours now as well, right? Claim it. Feel it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. uh Stay tuned for the next episode to put off, put on the gas this fucking month. Can I, can I tell them about your, your financial goals for this month? Cool. Our Regan's financial goals for this month is thirty thousand rand. How old are you? Eighteen. You can imagine he's almost halfway now. The month just started. He's eighteen years old. What's your excuse? Get the fuck up and work. Our love.